Hey guys, what's up? It's Becca Hayes. And I want to ask you a question. If I handed you a cup of water and in this water it had lead, arsenic, fluoride, petroleum, chlorine, aluminum, and a few other toxins and chemicals in it, would you drink it? No? Then why are you drinking it now? Don't believe me? It's in your tap water. I know it might sound bizarre. Why? 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 Why would the government do that to us? Okay, just that question right there. Come on. <laughs> the government does a lot of shady things. I have teamed up with Enaviv Water. They are a sponsor for this show. I am so thankful for Enaviv Water. They put a whole water system in my house. And I'm not talking about just soft water. That doesn't take out all the chemicals. I'm talking about layers and layers of chemical removers. Real, you have to realize you're bathing in this too. So not only are you drinking it and washing your vegetables and fruits and, and cooking with it, you're also bathing in it. All those toxins are going are being absorbed through your skin. If you want your mental and physical health to become better, then you need to call Enaviv Water. Have them come out. They will test your water for free. Or you can go visit their location in Pleasant Grove and they can test your water there. Give my friends a call at 801-993-0080. And because they're so awesome, if you mention my name, they will give you half off a chemical remover. You're saving like seven, dollars $800 right there. Again, that's 801-993-0080. Or visit their website at enaviv.com. That's E-N-E-V-I-V-E.com. They can service anywhere in the United States. Chemical free is the way to be. I can't even play my intro because I am not in the mood right now to <laughs> listen to circus. Well, I guess I don't have to really listen to it. You guys have to listen to it when this episode plays. But I've kind of been putting off this podcast, obviously, because this is going to be released tomorrow. So that's going to be Friday. Usually I release on Mondays. Uh, welcome back to the Becca Hayes Show. <laughs> I'm your host, Becca Hayes. Um, yeah, I, I've had a lot of transitions in the last two weeks that have been very awakening, very uplifting, very, oh gosh, shifty, <laughs> you could say. Um, I, I mean, I have to... Might as well just talk about the elephant in the room. Literally, there <laughs> seems like the, the elephant in the room because I'm looking at this big-ass picture of Jacob right now. He still has this big poster in my studio. Uh, he put this down in my studio months ago as a joke, which has you know, been funny, but not so much anymore. Uh, Jake and I broke up, and I really am good. Um, it's a, it's definitely a transition, but I knew it had to happen and I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when, I didn't know how I'd been feeling it for a while. And so is, so is Jake. Um, he can definitely tell that I, I was off multiple times, even though I may not even realized it or I, I was in denial. I denied it because I was so focused on other things in my life, um, I will admit my relationship with Jake was never a main focus, but I do believe I was pretty upfront with him in the very beginning of our relationship that I felt like I didn't have time right now in my life for a relationship. And he agreed. And I believe, you know, for the most part, he was in the same boat as me. And then there was just a lot of shifting, a lot of growth, which I'm so thankful for. I feel like 
I feel like Jake and I really grew a lot being together. Um, if I look back right now, um, Jake and I got together towards the end of my media career. He was with me when I'd lost my, my job and that was a very big shift for me. Um, I was with him when, you know, he was still stuck in, in the entrepreneurship, but just not moving really anywhere and then realized he had to get, we call it a real job, <laughs> like physically go out and work for somebody else, which gosh, when you're an entrepreneur for so long, that's got to be hard to do. So I can, I can't imagine that, that shift for him. Um, during our relationship, I know I had so much spiritual growth, um, so much learning, so much, so many experiences with my, my awakening, um, plant medicine was a huge role in it. Um, grounding myself, meditation, um, the connections, the people I've met along my, my awakening. And I feel like, I feel like Jake and sorry, Jake, I know Jake's probably listening to this right now, which, or maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> but if you are, I'm sorry, you're not here to talk about yourself. So I'm going to do the talking for us. Um, I hope you don't mind. But I, I feel like Jake had a lot of growth as well. Uh, I mean, he really came into um, his power as an entrepreneur. Uh, he wrote a children's book, which is phenomenal, by the way. Makes me cry every time I read it. <laughs> it's really good. And just published it. Um, so you can get it on Amazon. It's called The Very Small Seed. I think I got that title right. But it's it's great. Um also, just so much growth with um, other aspects in his life. So I feel like we both had so much growth, but the thing is, we weren't aligning. We were growing in different ways. There's a lot of power to acknowledging and being aware of when something is not working in the highest good for you. As much as I, I love Jake and I still do and I always will. Uh, amazing heart. It just, there for me, it got to a point where um, I, I wasn't growing with him anymore. I was going in an op opposite direction. And I had a lot of other plans on my plate that just didn't harmonize with the relationship. And so that being said, um, we decided to call it quits. Yeah, quits. That's such a like, such a, a direct and, and rough word quits. I, I Actually, I don't want to. I don't want to say quits. We decided to continue down our path, just separate. There you go. That sounds better. <laughs> um, we went to Legoland, which I'll talk about in a minute. Absolutely loved Legoland for the kids. Um, but it was it was in Legoland when I decided that it just wasn't working for us anymore. 
And then, of course, after we got back, we eventually had a, a talk. And, yeah, that's when we decided that it was better if we just, you know, go our separate ways. So I want to express my gratitude towards the relationship that Jake and I had. Um, it, you know, I have to give it to us. Under the circumstances of what him and I both went through, I mean, I feel like we held it together pretty good. Um, we went through so many experiences together in such like important parts in our life. And I will like forever be grateful for that relationship. Um, whether he believes me or not, which um, so far doesn't seem like it. He says, I have ice walls. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I believe true love is when you know that something's not working out for you in the best interest in the highest good. And you know that you're going to have to do a hard thing in order to continue to grow in the direction that your soul wants to go. And I knew that I needed to let him go. And obviously it's, you know, it's still hard and it was hard. Um, but to me, that's, that's real love as, as bad as it sounds. Um, it is. And I was, I was listening to a book the other day and I, you know, isn't it funny when certain things in your life and when you ask for certain guidance and love and direction that you get it through the strangest ways, through people, through um, synchronicities, through other signs, through books. It's like, it's, it's there for you in that right moment. And of course, I don't believe it. It's a coincidence. I believe it's from, from the divine. I really do. And I was listening to this book. It's called Awareness by Anthony Del Mello. I think I pronounced that right. Um, Awareness, Conversations with the Masters. And there was a section in there that just really hit me hard. Because it was just recently, you know, Jake and I broke up and Days after I was listening to this book and there was a section in the book um, about love. <laughs> Love's so funny. It's like, what, what is love, right? It seems like it's different for everybody. Love is when you buy me gifts. Love is when you do things for me. Love is when you clean the house. Love is when you think of me when you're away from me. There's so many different ways we feel love and the idea of love. And I think that's been, I think that's been a big confusion for me where it's almost like I I've always felt it but I never quite understood love I feel like it's so fucking complicated <laughs> so I was listening to this book and I'm going to play this section that really just hit me hard and resonated with me and I hope it resonates with all of you listening perfect love casts out fear where there is love there are no demands there are no expectations. There is no dependency. I do not demand that you make me happy. 
My happiness does not lie in you. If you were to leave me, I will not feel sorry for myself. I enjoy your company immensely, but I do not cling. I enjoy it on a non-clinging basis. What I really enjoy is not you. It's something that's greater bo than both you and me. It is something that I discovered, a kind of a symphony, a kind of an orchestra that plays. And on the occasion of your presence, it plays one melody. I listened to that part and it just, all of a sudden just clicked for me. I always talk about loving yourself and loving who you are and loving where you're going and loving the journey and loving who comes along and who leaves. See, I love you, Jacob. That's why I had to let you go. There's a certain strength when you can come to that realization that you really can love someone and let them go. You see, I remember I used to be in, well, I used to do this with a lot of my relationships, but there was one in particular that I completely let destroy me. I was in love with this man. He was, he was my everything. I'd lost myself in him. Nothing in the world mattered by him. And when we broke up, it oh, destroyed me. I didn't eat. I couldn't sleep. All I, could, all I could think about is all the great memories we had, and I played them over and over in my head, <laughs> torturing myself. And I was so confused. I didn't understand why we didn't work out because we were like the perfect couple. And I made a promise to myself that I'd never let anything like that destroy me again. And I hope anybody listening to this can help them in their lives, whether you're going through a breakup or a big transition, to know that it'll all be fine that it's just part of our journey. It's just part of the path that we're on. There really is no bad path. Even the bad ones lead us to the most beautiful destinations. Really, life is all about enjoying the journey, not trying to hurry to the finish line. So yeah, I am okay. I am good. Do I miss him? Yeah. Does my house feel empty? <laughs> yeah. Does seeing his art all around my house make me sad a little bit? But time heals all wounds. I know that sounds so cliche and so overplayed, but it's true. So I hope for you, whoever's listening to this, to see my strength in this and to see that it really is love. Love for myself and love for the other person. Well, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, so we just recently got back from Legoland. Uh, Jake and I took the kids. 
uh, I thought a really cool thing was his son Smith had never seen the ocean, never been on an airplane. He's eight years, almost eight years old. So there was a lot of new things for Smith. So I was really excited for him to experience those and, and obviously never been to Legoland and California. So it was really cool to see the excitement in him and to get, see him experience a lot of these things for the first time. And I know Jake just enjoyed it as well. Uh, we originally were going to go to Disneyland, but you know, Disneyland's mass Nazis and vaccine cards and all that fun stuff. So Legoland um, does not require masks, does not require to show vaccine cards. The service is absolutely amazing. They treat you like kings and queens there. Like we stayed in the Legoland Hotel. There's two hotels. There's the castle one and then the, the original Legoland. And it's right, surrounds uh, Legoland. And the hotel was like one of the funnest parts. Like if you're going to go to Legoland, you have to stay in the hotel because... It just brings the theme park more to life. And I mean, gosh, we spent like half the time in the hotel and the kids just had a blast. It's so kid friendly. The staff is just absolutely amazing and so kind and so good with kids. Like I didn't, I can't say one negative thing about a person like mistreating us or anything like that. Well, actually, okay, there's one, <laughs> but they weren't part of Legoland. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but if you're looking for a, a trip, to spend with your your little guys. I would say over age 10, it gets probably it's probably not as fun because the rides aren't as intense, but they have a few roller coasters and some and you know a little more intense rides, but my kids loved it. They had so much fun. They loved we we could go in the we got season passes so we can go whenever we want. If you're going to spend more than 2 days there, you might look into getting the season passes because they're really not that expensive at all. Like I was shocked. We got the water park included in the season passes. The water park is now closed for a while, but they'll open it back up again. And, you know, they do themes and it was Halloween theme when we were there. It was just so much fun. So I highly suggest Legoland. Uh, the one, <laughs> the one interesting thing was towards the last day that we were there, I had ordered an Uber to take us to the airport. The airport is about 45 minutes away. So we had to time it fairly correctly in order to catch our flight. Luckily, for once in my life, I didn't procrastinate on this and I decided to book it a little earlier than normal and booked an Uber XL because there was five of us. The Uber driver shows up. It took him about 15, 20 minutes to get there. Shows up. In this big, uh, I can't remember the, like an SUV suburban type car. Okay. Totally had enough room. I think there was like seven seats in it. Pulls up. He looks at us as he gets out of the car. And he's, you know, obviously the kids are with me. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't have enough seats. That's what he said first. I don't have enough seats. So I go in there and I'm counting the seats. I'm like, there's plenty of seats. And so I like hurry and like pile which I was like, what, what, what is this guy talking about? Is he high? Like, what the fuck, you know? And so I pile all the kids in and I'm like hurrying and get them buckled up. I'm like, let's go. And then like, I, apparently the trunk space wasn't big enough. We had three like smaller suitcases. 
wasn't fitting one of our suitcases. So Jake was like, okay, I'll just put this in like the front or like the middle. And, and the guy's like, no, 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 there's not enough room. And he's like, are you kidding me? Like we're all buckled in, ready to go. We're on, we're on a tight schedule here too. Keep that in mind. The guy's like, no, there, it's illegal to have a suitcase in the front. <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me. Are you kidding? What? And so I'm like, okay, just put it in the back. Put it in the back. Cause there was like, there was a big gap between the kids. Like easily you can fit it there. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. It has to stay in the trunk. Okay. Now I haven't looked this up yet. I don't know if in California that's a fucking law or not, or if he's just totally being an asshole. I don't know. I, I, I didn't even, I didn't take time to look it up. I probably should have before I, I podcast about this, but would not even put it in the back seat with the kids. So what did we, we had to all get back out. Kid you not. I'm not even making this shit up. We had all, only in California. We had to all get out, call another Uber. Well, the, the other Uber wasn't going to be for like another 25 minutes. Okay. We're 45 minutes away from the airport. We're already behind now. Now I'm getting nervous. I'm stressed. I'm pissed off with this douche. Like, I don't care. Even if it's a law. Okay. Really? Like, you, first of all, the guy had like blacked out tinted windows. So no police officer is going to see through that window. Second of all, it's, it's illegal. The tent that he had, like the guy at the front confirmed it too. He was like, yeah, this actually happens quite a bit with some of the Ubers. He's like, they see kids and then they like, they go like, are you, you're picking us up at Legoland. What the fuck do you expect? Like insane. I can't believe that someone would do this. Actually I can just not to me. (laughs) So we all get back out. The guy at the outside valet service luckily has a, a guy that comes and, you know, takes people to the airport. So we called him. It was only like a 15 minute wait. Thank goodness. And we, we, we did obviously make our flight on time. It was just so stressful. It, oh my gosh. It was annoying. I just, I, I don't know. Has anybody heard of this? If they have you send me an email and let me know if this has ever happened to you because this is this was my first time. I didn't even know that they could turn you away for something stupid like that. I can get if you're like violent and like drunk or so, I don't know, but just for that, like insane. So shame on you, Uber. Like that's bullshit. And I reported it too. And like, I don't even think I, the guy canceled my trip, but charged me like nine bucks, like a some service fee. And I, I, I still don't think I've gotten that back. I'll have to check on that. So then I get back and the next day, let's see, we got home on a Thursday. The next day is when Jake and I had the talk. So then I'm like mentally and physically exhausted just from like all releasing all that energy and, and still have energy trapped and all that on that day. And so that was a rough day. And, and then I still had to make a bunch of kerpies, which are the applicators for hoppe. Um, I was making a bunch for the the cannabis expo that was the next day on Saturday. So I was I was pretty exhausted on Friday. Oh, and then I had a Halloween party. <laughs> Went to a Halloween party, got to see my friends for like an hour. Couldn't really drink. Not that I was like really wanting to, but I couldn't really let loose just because I had the the expo early in the morning. Um, a big shout out to Tana. Tana reached out to me. She was she was in charge of the cannabis expo. What a wonderful lady. 
I can't say enough good things about her. Just love her spirit. I love what she's about. But she she invited me to be in that expo, which I absolutely loved. If you guys get a chance, I'm sure it will happen again next year or maybe even sooner than, sooner than that. But um, you have to go to the Cannabis Expo. It was in Salt Lake City. It was good. I loved it not because of I'm big into cannabis. I really am not. I don't, I've never like had a good relationship with that medicine. Not, I, but I believe in it. Like I've seen people heal from it. I've seen people that have had seizures that have taken it and the seizures are just gone and they're able to live their life like, like little kids and things like that. Like, so I've seen miracles happen from it, but far as like connecting with, I haven't connected with it yet. So I'm still waiting on that. I have to say at this expo, I met some pretty amazing people. And it was just so cool. I'm so glad that I committed to it that I went because I was feeling pretty, I was feeling pretty sick that morning. Like I was just exhausted. And like I said, I had a lot of stuck energy. I wasn't feeling good. I was feeling like weak and not nauseous a little bit. And you know, when, when you haven't dealt with all the emotions, like it takes a physical toll on your body as well. And so I just, I was almost like close to just calling it quits and not going in. And I'm so grateful that I decided to push through because I met some pretty amazing people. Um, one of them that was really awesome. He owns the company called hemp lucid. It's his name's chase and he was, he's just freaking rad. We had some great conversations about his spiritual awakening and, uh, he went to like three ayahuasca retreats <laughs> Did like a month of like isolation, like insane stuff, which is so cool. And he's actually going to be on this podcast in the next couple of weeks. I would love to like hear about his journey and what he's going through and, and how, you know, he loves hemp. And he actually, I actually got a lot of products from him. One of them that I, two of them actually that I've used so far, I haven't used the other three, but there's this, this, this bomb. It's like a lavender hemp bomb. And you like rub it on like behind, like for me, I put it behind my ears, on my neck. And then, then I just like sniff it like, like a creep, you know, I'm just like, like smelling it. <laughs> it smells so good. But it's so calming and relaxing. I love that. And the, the second thing that I've used is for my animals, actually, hemp-free animals. It's really good. CBD. There you go. Not just hemp, C CBD. Um, my dog freaking loves it. I give it to give it to him like every day and he just his demeanor is so different it seems like he doesn't have as much anxiety because I don't get a chance to walk him every day and so he gets antsy and I, I gave him some the last couple of days and I've seen a difference in his temperament so if you guys want um and I'll tag I'll tag Chase and Chase in here hemp lucid but get in contact with him. He's got some good stuff. And I'm excited to use um, the other products. And I'll let you guys know what I think of them. So, yeah. So, I had some amazing connect connections there. Meadows was there from Meadows Crystals. Her and her husband, Danny. <laughs> Love Danny. <laughs> Danny's funny. Danny's a hoot. <laughs> he, had to, he had to set up the table and, and get there before Meadow. And he's just not the biggest people person. Not that he's, like, mean or anything. He's just... You know, Meadows is great with talking with people. Like we all have our strengths and our weaknesses. And it's just funny how like, hey, are you almost here? 
people are starting to talk to me. It's just kind of funny. So I got to hang out with them. They were like right across from me. And it was really cool. And then I got like a massage. <laughs> like it was a great day. I'm telling you guys, you got to try out that expo next time. It's It pops up. Um, I'll make sure I post about it. So make sure you follow me too. Um, so you uh, don't miss it. So I did that on Saturday. And then Saturday night I had another Halloween party. I went to that Halloween party actually sober. Completely sober. Like I don't really ever get drunk anymore. Um, I think once you start getting into the plant medicine world and like really connecting with it, it's hard actually to drink alcohol and like not necessarily like hard to drink it, but it's hard to want to get drunk because for me, I feel like it inhibits my um, connection with uh, the divine and my higher self. So I, I don't mind having a glass of wine or two and, or maybe get a tiny little buzz, but that's usually as far as I go. But I went to um, one of my good friends, Brittany, her Halloween party. And it was, you know, her new house. So it was cool. I got to see her new house and see some friends that I haven't seen in a while. So it was really cool. But it was a little hard being at a, a, a drunk party completely sober. I haven't done that in a long time. That was, <laughs> that was hard. Like, it's hard to keep conversations with people. It's hard to connect people because they're on such a different level than you. And it, it gets frustrating when you have to repeat yourself over and over because they're drunk and they repeat themselves over and over. So you're just like, okay, this conversation's going nowhere and it's so frustrating. <laughs> so that was that. So I had such, I mean, basically once I got back, so I had the whole exhaustion from Legoland, like, you know, getting up early every day with the kids and, and going out and exploring all day and sleeping in this hotel, like, you know, it's not your bed, so you don't sleep the best. And then like, you know, the confrontation with Jake and I like was, you know, we felt it on that trip. So that was, that was a lot to take in. And then basically, you know, running from the, the minute we touched down, just do, do, do. And, and, you know, basically from the minute we touched down from the airplane, I was just constantly preparing for that weekend and getting ready and, God, Sunday came around and I just was like, I'm dead. I, I am so exhausted. And I mean, I would, I would go, you know, I always meditate every day. So that obviously helped a lot, but I just got to the point where I was like, I felt like dead. <laughs> I was like, I just can't do this anymore. And then, and then I had to prepare for my son's birthday, uh, the next day, Monday. So that's another reason why I didn't release a podcast on Monday because it was my son's birthday. And I, I I wanted to not have any distraction that day and fully give him my all and and be able to, you know, blow up all the balloons and get it all fun for him when he got home from school. It was just it was really cool. I love I love doing things like that and and surprising my kids. It, it really I think I do it more for me <laughs> than them actually because it's so much fun. Um, but the interesting thing too is, you know, November 1st, not only is it such a special day because it's my son's birthday. Um, and I think I might've touched base. I'm not quite sure if I've talked about this on this podcast, but I did have another podcast, um, when I was in the radio, it was called the good girl. It no longer exists, but I think I might've talked about it on that podcast. But if I, if I've talked about it on this podcast, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but November 1st is really special because it's also the death date of my sister, Sarah. 
Sarah and I were like the closest out of my family. I come from a family of five, two brothers, two sisters, and I'm the baby. <laughs> uh, I think of, I think of myself as the whoops baby. Well, I mean, only because my my siblings used to tease me all the time and say, yeah, mom and dad didn't really want a child and then you just were an accident. So that was really fun. <laughs> I, I'm really fine with it. I don't care. Um, so yeah, I was, I've, I was five years younger than my sister, Sarah, and everybody else was kind of close in age. My older sibling, my older, older siblings are like 47, 48. So there is quite a bit of gap. And so that's why Sarah and I were so close. And it was obviously really hard when she passed away. She had cancer and she passed away in 2011. The date that she passed away was obviously November 1st, but also 2011. So if you look at that date, and I didn't really, like I knew it was special for some reason. I knew obviously it stood out because of all the numbers, right? But now being where I'm at and so connected to myself and connected to others and connected to the the divine, I see the synchronicity in it more so than ever. And it just, it gives me so much joy knowing that there was such a bigger plan at in that moment, at that time she had passed away more than I ever knew there would be. I used to say that it was a church that had got me through um, her passing because I knew in the LDS religion, we believe that obviously there's life after death. We believe that we um, can be with our family, but there's also um, a catch with that. Uh, and if you're in the LDS religion, you have to be worthy to be with your family. So if I decided I didn't want to get married in the temple, which I ended up getting married in the temple, but if I didn't want to get married in the temple, um, I couldn't be with my family. If I drink, I couldn't be with my family. If I, you know, did anything that goes against the word of wisdom, drink coffee, a few other things, I can't be with my family. And that never really you know, agreed with me, but just kind of was there. And I held on to that though, knowing that there, that I was taught my entire life that there was, there was life after death. And that really did help me get through my sister's passing. But now where I'm at, the growth that I've gone through, the experiences that I've had and continue to have, I know so much more that just the awareness has brought me so much peace and so I, I just kind of, I smiled on that day knowing that, gosh, my sister, I can be with her and it's not because, you know, I'm this holy person. It's because the love and connection that we have and, and that that's just what, what happens when we die. We go on to, you know, bigger and better things. We continue to live. We continue to grow. I'm thankful that I'm at that spot right now that I'm, that I'm at. And, the, you know, the interesting thing, too, when my son was born, he was born on November 1st, 2014. Not only was the date special, but also my nurse that delivered him was named Sarah. <laughs> Spelt the exact same way, S-A-R-A-H. And I thought that was really cool. So my sister is with me all the time. Um, fun fact. 
whenever I've done certain journeys, I've actually feel her enter my body. Um, And I know that not only because of the feeling, but I look down at my hands and I see her hands. And I love it. I love how connected we are. If you're, if you were to see pictures of us, we look like almost identical. It's really, it's really cool. I used to never admit that. I used to get so mad. <laughs> I was such a shit. Oh my gosh. I used to fight with her all the time. I was so mean growing up because, you know, my mom wasn't in the picture a lot of the time. I lived with my dad and she, you know, she kind of took on that mother role, which I see now and I, and I appreciate now, but that's why we fought. We butt heads so much because she was trying to be my mom and help me out. And, and I'm like, no, you're my sister. You're not my mom. And call. I mean, I was just such, I mean, we, we physically fought so bad. I mean, she gave me a fucking titty twister for fuck's sake. And my, my, my left nipple is, I mean, it looks good now. Cause I hadn't, <laughs> I got implants and fixed the nipple, but I mean, it was pretty like, it was intense. Like I thought I was going to lose my nipple for a while. Thanks Sarah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm telling you, we we fought hard, but when I grew up and stopped being a little shit and and saw the love my sister had for me. That's when, you know, obviously a lot of things changed and our relationship got stronger. So yeah, so I, I feel her all the time. And obviously I want to acknowledge Sarah right now that you're never forgotten. That I I think of you every day. Sorry guys, it's going to be like, it's a heavy one. It's a heavy podcast. Um, One of the things my sister was worried about that she would be forgotten. <laughs> I was like, Sarah, there's no way no one could ever forget about you. She was literally the light in the room. I mean, when we held races for her to help fundraise, like for her cancer treatments and things like that. There's thousands of people, so many people. How the fuck do you have this many friends, Sarah? <laughs> she had so many. So many good friends. Oh my gosh. So yeah, Sarah, you're never forgotten. I want you to know that, and I know you know that. So on November 1st, we celebrate my son's my son's life and my sister's my sister's life and death. Because death is, it really should be a celebration. Because we go on to bigger and better things. We continue to grow. This is just, this lifetime is just a little speck on on the big timeline. Death should be a celebration. At my funeral, I want people just freaking partying their asses off. And I mean, obviously they have to cry better cry about you know missing me but then also I want you to party so that's my my hope for my funeral <laughs> um yeah so it, it was a long week and uh tomorrow I have a my first wellness retreat coming up and I'm so excited oh my gosh I'm so excited to meet all these new people you know majority of them are complete strangers 
which I don't even know how, <laughs> I don't even know how I freaking sold 10 spots within less than two weeks. And it was such, I mean, pretty short notice for a retreat. Uh, actually, I do know how. That's That was rude of me. I put it out to the universe and I, I knew that I would sell it and that people would would find me, the people that need me and need healing, people that need love. I knew that would happen. So my my intention for this this wellness, it's just a little mini mini wellness retreat. My intention for this retreat is for everybody to feel the universal love, for everybody to feel my love, to feel everybody to feel our connection and how we're all so connected. And for awareness. Because once you have that awareness, it's, there's no turning back. It's only forward. And it's so beautiful. Even in the shitty times, there's beauty in everything. Years ago, I think it was, um, God, so many years ago, I think it was um, the Twin Towers when they got uh, bombed by our own country, by the way. Anyways, we won't get we won't go there. <laughs> but it got bombed, and or it, well, yeah, it did get bombed. But people apparently the planes crashed into the buildings. I mean, they did, but also there was bombs in the buildings. But it was chaos, and it, and so many lives died. So many people gave their lives saving others, trying to save others. I don't know. Who said this? But I remember reading it and seeing it. During all the chaos, during all the uncertainty, during all the challenging times, during all the sadness, look for the helpers. Look for the people that are helping people and hold on to that. You can find beauty in anything, in any situation. You just need to look for it. And you'll see it. Ask for it. Where's the beauty in this this situation? Tell me. Just sit in silence and wait. Another another saying I love that I heard heard this from a friend. I love this so much. When we pray, we talk to God or the divine, the source, whatever you call it. When we meditate. That's God talking to us, the divine, the source. I'm excited about this weekend. I'm excited about spreading love and connecting and just really enjoying the nature and everybody that that comes. And, of course, there'll be more. Uh, I just got to plan them. (laughs) There's my procrastination kicking in again. Um, I have a huge shout out to Craig. Craig is the owner of Go Grubs. Like he's are going to be our personal chef. He's absolutely amazing. You look at his food, you cry. <laughs> it's that good. It's so beautiful. And he usually prepares um, the, major- the majority of the food for my ceremonies. It's just Craig's a phenomenal soul. So I appreciate you, Craig. If you're listening to this, you better listen to this. <laughs> God, I feel like I need to say in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs> did I just bear my testimony? I think it did. I don't know. <sighs> oh, life's good, guys. Life's good. It really is. 
when we can stop throwing our pity parties for ourselves, when we can open our eyes and see that there's so much more to life than our little box, that love is the answer to love everybody, to love yourself especially. Start with yourself. I will say this, you won't be able to ever love anybody unless you love yourself. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. This obviously came from the heart. I mean, my all mine come from the heart. They always come from my heart and truth. I always share the truth that I know that I feel that is true. I don't, I won't steer you wrong. I mean, I know some of my, <laughs> some of my theories. I don't even, I don't want to call them theories. I feel like they are, they are truth. Some of my truths are pretty bizarre. I know sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around. Like the earth is flat. <laughs> well, I'll get into that another podcast. Bear with me. Don't don't discard me yet. Don't throw me in the trash just yet, okay? Even if you don't dis even if you don't agree with me, it's still fine. You can still listen to me during my my fun truth moments. Also, I want to let you guys know I am uh, I am collaborating with Harry Thomas. Gosh, sorry, I got a little bit of nose. It's like, I'm collaborating with Harry Thomas. <laughs> um, we are going to podcast it like once or twice a month, and we're going to have a segment. I haven't figured out what the segment's called, but something like, you know, truth talk or, you know, spreading the truth or something like that. And we're just going to talk about a lot of truthful things and a lot of things that people either never realize or think about or people that don't know the truth about that, you know, is obviously being censored. And um, it's not just politics. So don't think it's going down that direction. Um, it's everything. It's um, it's about connecting to your higher self. It's about spiritual awakenings. It's about uh, plant medicine. It's about, yes, a little bit of politics. Um, it's about, you know, just living your life in a it's about like living your life in a harmonious way. There's so much more to Harry than that episode you guys heard. The Harry Thomas is the one uh, from UK that stood up to the security at the airport, to the police officers. He, he went to jail for like six hours, meditating in jail. <laughs> so he's that guy. Um, but there's so much more to him. There was so much more depth. And I, and I sensed that. And I felt that after we got done recording that episode and then we started talking after and like, oh my gosh, so cool. He's, he's so knowledgeable. Um, so spiritual too. Just the combination is just freaking phenomenal. So we have over the, the past five weeks, we've been really good friends and sharing a lot of information back and forth. And, and I just had, uh, a moment where I was meditating and it was like, Hey, you need to connect more with Harry and, and get his voice out there more and, you know, share our conversations that Harry and I have, cause they're such great conversations. So that is coming soon. I'm really excited about that. So I want to thank you all again for bearing with me with this episode. I, I hope it touched your heart. Um, I know it did mine and I hope you guys can feel that. Namaste.